Green is brought to you by Galinda Mozo of Remax. Remax above the crowd. From time to time here on Being Green, we've checked in on the atmospheric carbon dioxide levels. The agreed best site, most reliable, most credible, is the NOAA's Global Monitoring Laboratory. The benchmark carbon dioxide reading from the Mauna Loa Monitoring Station in Hawaii has been on the go ever since the days of David Keeling of the Scripps Institution of Oceanography in the late 50s of last century. Now pretty sophisticated and updated to the standards of modern-day Earth systems research practices, you can take it that it's authoritative. And the trend is ever upwards. Thus for October this year the preliminary monthly average is 411 parts per million, up from 408 parts per million in October 2019. I remember remarking on the CO2 trend breaking the 400 parts per million barrier. Well, it's not really a barrier, a psychological barrier, if you like, and that was back in 2015. An indication that our atmosphere continues to be the basis of climate change and the trend is upwards. The atmospheric CO2 levels are incidentally not a direct measure of carbon emissions. The greenhouse gases that are being pumped into the atmosphere by commercial, industrial and agricultural activities but over time, the extra carbon in these emissions finds its way into the atmosphere and produces the steady uptick of the trend. So, although the fossil fuel emissions have gone down by an estimated 8% in the COVID-19 period, it will not show up directly in the NOAA CO2 trends just yet. Balancing the decline in human-produced emissions will be the huge increase in CO2 from the bushfires in Australia and latterly in California. The NOAA allows itself to comment on the sensitive political topic in this regard, and I quote, It does look like CO2 continues to increase at the same rate as in previous years, which illustrates that we need to make aggressive investments in renewable energy sources to tackle our global heating emergency. They call it the heating emergency. I guess they don't care if Donald Trump is listening. So, on to consider those aggressive investments. Here in South Africa, a number of leading investment gurus, advisors, consultants, whatever term you like, are discussing this. John Green is the chief commercial officer of 91, an asset management company and a prominent player on the list of international money managers here. And he's come out very boldly with some firm views on the current attitudes investors should have when it comes to financing, for instance, the supply side of energy in a sustainable context. The time for debating the climate issues, such as, is it real? Do we need to take it that seriously? That's over. We have to turn the ship around. Everything that is going on in the world now has galvanized all parts of society to take action. We must not underestimate our power to make an impact, says Mr. Green. In addition, the available investment opportunities are profound, and it's increasingly clear that we do not have to sacrifice returns to do the right thing. The emphasis on how to influence investment in decarbonisation has been on the negative side up until now. How do we divest? What should be excluded? How do we screen? Etc. But, says Green, positive action is critical to achieving decarbonisation. That means allocating capital to decarbonisation projects, not just divesting from carbon fuels. This is not that difficult to achieve and could be a very significant driver of future returns. 
but the pace and scope needs to pick up a good few orders of magnitude. According to the Climate Policy Initiative, in 2018, $579 billion was invested in this sector worldwide. But what is needed, apparently, is $3.5 trillion annually. Yes, that's trillion dollars. A challenge to strategic thinking for consultants, managers, and for all the asset owners, pension funds, sovereign funds, insurance companies, and individual shareholders. But it can be done. Green asks, consider whether you are doing enough to allocate capital specifically to investments which will support and benefit from decarbonisation. Exclusion is not enough. Hats off to John Green and 91 for throwing hats into the ring there. And may positive action be the cry now from the world's asset managers. You've been listening to Being Green with me, John Richards, and uh, talk to you again soon. Bye. Being Green was brought to you by Galinda Moser of Remax. Remax, above the crowd. A global challenge to environmentalists is to make all people aware of how their behavior impacts on the Earth's natural resources. How we tread as individuals, corporates, and government affects the circle of life. Galinda Moser of Remax Living is committed to the health and well-being of your family. This starts with your home and ends with your planet. That's why Galinda is the proud sponsor of Being Green on Fine Music Radio. For now and future generations, Remax above the crowd. FMR.